Good Thursday morning. It's Thursday for me. It is 6.53 in the morning and I am sitting down in my cute little matchy sweatpants and matchy sweatshirt, crew neck, whatever, and I am recording because baby, we are getting on a damn schedule for this and I'm excited. I woke up excited to record an episode this morning. I have not warmed my voice up. I'm still very congested and sound nasally because y'all, allergy season is upon us. I got notifications all week last week that there was a high, medium to high pollen alert, which means it's about to be stuffy nose season for me. So you guys are just going to have to listen to it. If you remember from last year, I did the same damn thing and I sounded the exact same and you guys still loved me. So we're here for it, right? Okay, so my Thursday, this is how it's going to look like from now on. This is my intro today. If you guys are new here, I should probably do that part first. (laughs) I made notes. I made notes so that I would stay on track and not sound like a chaotic ADHD mess. And it's not working. And that is because that's the beauty of deadlifts and daddy issues. My name is Quinlan and I am your CEO, your host, your birth giver, your founding father. And the new line that everybody loves is, I'm the toxic ex that you don't want to get rid of and you can't let go of me. So here you are listening once again. I don't know that I like referring to myself as toxic. I'm I'm getting my shit together and that's what this whole episode is about. We're going to use that term very loosely. I don't know that there will ever be a time in my life that I actually completely have my shit together. But it's looking better than it did and than that it has for the last three months. And that's why this episode is important. That can be my intro, right? That sounds decent. I'm talking to myself. There's nobody here. Um, So my Thursday routine now is going to be like get up at whatever time I feel like um, and just sit down and record. I have no makeup on, messy bun, sweats. Um, I'm missing my nail on my middle finger because it's nail day. And I'm just going to get like get it out there. I made, like I said, I made notes this time because I'm trying to be more organized a little bit at least. I got the dang sniffles already. So I'm going to get up, I'm going to record, I'm going to eat my breakfast, I'm going to take all my medicine, supplements, all that crap, I'm going to get ready, I'm going to go get my nails done, because like I said, these are three weeks old, and you're supposed to go every other week. We are on week three and a half, I think, actually, of not having these bad boys done, and they look atrocious. So nails, and then it's leg day. Um, I actually hate training legs. Fun fact. Leg day is miserable for me, and I'm really sad. Maddie is sick. She has strep, and I'm really sad that she's not going to be there. It is miserable for me to try to get through leg day by myself, and I know, listen, I know there are all these bad bitches that are out there, and they do it all the time, and there's those psycho girls that love leg day, and they, like, train legs all the time. I, like, listen, I still train them. Whatever Liz puts in my program, I'm doing it, even if it is a lot of squats, um... Or a lot like high reps, like I look at high reps and I'm like, oh, she's mad at me, but I still do them. I'm just kidding. She's not mad at me. Can I be honest that I'm super nervous about recording another episode, but this one's totally by myself? (laughs) I'm like, what if they don't like me anymore? No, I know that's a lie because, so you guys remember last week and I was like, it's crazy to who listens to your podcast. A friend of mine completely binged all of them. And I feel like there's a part of me that should say sorry because some of those are so chaotic but I remember I got a title in one of them and they were like another one or like listening to another one or whatever and I was like oh shit I don't remember that episode at all and then I was like is Val in that one and they were like no 
no, it's just you. And I'm like, oh shit. I, <laughs> I had to go listen to it. I had no idea which episode that that was. Um, I don't listen to my own episodes. The ones of me like solo talking, I just publish them and hope that they're good. Um, because number one, I've listened to it while I was editing it, editing, 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 <laughs> editing it. And I don't want to have to listen to it again, but also I cringe out listening to myself. Like I hate it. I like listening to myself with other people. I hate doing it myself. Speaking of other people, Liz is going to be on here next week and we have a lot of really cool things that we're going to talk about. Um, I know that we are going to talk about Goddesses of Steel and the fundraiser for that, which is um, we are donating money to I have to look and see what the exact foundation is um Liz will have all the information on that for you guys I'm gonna share on my story because this is gonna air on Monday so um once I air this episode I will share that information on my story you can make direct donations you can get a hold of me and I'll make sure that the money gets to where it needs to be you can support the meat that is supporting the abuse victims I cannot talk maybe recording at 7 6 6 a.m is a bad idea Anyways, so Liz is going to be here next week. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. You know how me and Liz's episodes go. It's probably going to be more than one part because I'm like trying to be productive, right? And like schedule our time so that I have the weekend to edit. But me and Liz break all of the rules and do whatever the hell we want. So that's how that's going to go. But I'm really excited for her to be back on. We've been talking about her coming back on for a long time and it's just like never really matched up to happen. So we have a scheduled time. She is coming on next Thursday and we are going to record her episode okay I'm looking at my notes I'm staying on task okay so I have some kind of icebreaker slash USPA drama and I have thought all week about how I wanted to address this and what I wanted to say about this because a lot of people have asked me a either what I think about it or b when am I going to compete again so my thing is I do not see myself competing in the USPA from here on out what happened was super shitty. If you don't know, do your own research. I'm not going to get into the whole thing on here. At first, USPA was making apologies and now they're taking it back and trying to sue people. And it's the thing is, and you know what? Credit to Travis Rogers because what he posted is like what if you don't if you don't powerlift, you can like this this isn't going to make sense to you, but just hang with me because I have better stuff coming, okay? We're going to talk about where I've been the last three months, so just hold your horses and listen to this. So Travis Rogers said this isn't speeding tickets or forgot to pay a parking meter allegations. We're talking about rape, abuse, pedophilia, and a lot of people are saying things like, oh, well, there's going to be drama in every federation. There's going to be bad guys in every federation, and there always will be. And you know what? You're right. There are going to be bad guys in every federation. But the three words that I just said are major allegations and there's proof to back those. And so for me, that's a hell no, never again, until you clean up the mess that you made. And there are people in charge that need to step down before I would ever feel comfortable competing under that federation again. And so I'm, I'm not, I refuse to give my money to a federation that is going to support people that have done those kind of things recently. Like these aren't the specific allegation that comes to my mind is stuff that has been happening that happened all of 2022 that we tried to bring attention to my team specifically tried to bring attention to in 2022 and they brushed it under the rug until this all came out. And I, I'm not okay with that. And so my stance is that the men in power um, need to do better. 
it's a good old boys club that is trying to cover up what they've done instead of just admitting it, apologizing for it, stepping down and letting other people um, come into control. And, you know, we're members of that federation. I think that we should have a vote in who is that high up. And, you know, like we're paying you every year to be a member of this federation. Like where where do we get to start making decisions? And that's all I'm going to say about it because I'm not going to, I'm not trying to start a bunch of drama. I'm not trying to get into arguments with people. That's how I feel. That's where I stand. And if you don't like it, then you can unfollow me. You don't have to listen to this podcast. Like I really don't give a shit either way. I'm not going to support a federation that is covering up and not handling rape, abuse, and pedophilia allegations. It's not, no, thank you. Absolutely not. Actually, fuck no on that one. So if when I do can decide to compete again, it will be either APF, which I've competed for before, or it will be WRPF. Um, I know a lot of people are going in the WRPF direction, and both of those meets are actually like people that do those kind of meets, or that host, that's the word I'm looking for. Those, the people that host those kind of meets, I have like there's some in St. Louis, there's some in Chicago for both federations. I am looking at a couple at the end of the year, but I haven't made a solid decision based on the last three months of my life. So maybe I should like use that as my segue to get into that, right? I've been depressed, guys, like legit, like clinically depressed. And for, I could say for no reason, I have a lot of stuff going on in my personal life, especially with my family. And that has taken the biggest toll on me. Um, cancer is a major thing that's going on that's happening um, with multiple family, family members of mine and it is one of the hardest things that I have been through in my 25 and 15 16 years of life on this planet and I didn't know how to process it I didn't know how to process getting told that someone so close to you has has cancer and that it eventually is going to take their life. Um, They said that for this particular person, it's treatable but not curable. And so eventually it, it, it'll be most likely, you know, there's like heart attacks and like car accidents and stuff, but looking at the health record, like this will eventually be what takes her. And that, that's hard. That's a hard thing to process. That is, there are days I still, I just sit and I, I sob. I'll be driving and it'll just hit me like a ton of bricks again and I'll just start crying my eyes out because I I had Sarah. Sarah was my indirect aunt. Um, she, her and my mom were really, really close and I watched her pass away. Um, cancer just absolutely ate her alive. To know that someone's so close to me that there is a chance that that could happen to them again. Like, I don't even know how to really unpack that outside of like, I'm talking to a microphone on my kitchen right now that thousands of people are going to listen to. And like I said, there's more than one person in my life that's dealing with that. And so when, so like depression runs in my family, um, especially on my mother's side, it's like generations worth of depression. And I remember being 12 and thinking like normal kids don't think this way like normal kids aren't sad like this at 12 years old 12 years old I was thinking that like so my parents divorced when I was 12 and let me tell you like let me just give you a disclaimer it was not an ugly divorce they got along so much better after they were divorced our life was so much easier as children growing up after they were divorced yes we were back and forth but my parents lived in the same town so there was no like you know I mean they were fantastic co-parents fantastic co-parents and so I don't ever blame them on me figuring out that I had depression like that was not 
it, nothing, none of that goes to them. But I remember I was 12 years old and I was in my bed and I still remember what house I was living in and what my room looked like. And I was crying. And I remember thinking to myself that normal 12 year old girls don't think like this. And that's like wild kind of, who this is really hard to talk about. I was actually just, I told a couple different people, like I'm letting it all out there, but I didn't realize how terrifying this was going to be. Okay. Anyways. And then it was just kind of like waves of like, I was super, super sad for no reason. Like, I mean, everybody goes through traumatic things, but I don't think that those were necessarily the root. Like I would just cry. I'd be so sad. And you try to go to the doctor for that at 13 and 14 years old. And they tell you that, you know, you're just a hormonal teenager and they put you on a mood balancer and think that that's going to solve your problems and it's not. (laughs) So I didn't like the way that it made me feel. They put me on field. I didn't like the way that it made me feel. They put me on Zoloft at 15 and all it did was make me sleep. Not saying that it wouldn't work for me now or that, you know, once I got older, I think the dosage was too high. And so I slept for a year, like basically, like I just, I slept. All I wanted to do was sleep. I couldn't get myself out of bed. 16 and 17, basically the same thing. Like I hated high school. Everybody talks about, okay, let's break this stigma. Okay. Everybody talks about, oh, high school are the best four years of your life. No, they're fucking not. You want to know the people who say that that high school are the best four years of your life? The people who fucking peaked in high school. I hated high school. I could not wait to get out of that bitch. You couldn't pay me enough to go back. I still talk to a lot of people. went to high school with I'll see them out I say hi whatever but I fucking hated high school and there are people who are not like that they loved high school it was the best four years of your life whatever because adulthood is so much better like at the same time it's also miserable but you know like bills and shit but I hated high school got out of high school and so I thought like that was going to be like the answer to all of my problems my depression was going to go away and it didn't my depression got different instead because then you get like college and you're stressed out about grades and like making something of yourself and I said this last week with Maddie but I feel like there's this stigma in this timeline on like when you're supposed to have your shit together like you should be having babies and you should be doing this and you should have a career and a master's degree and like all of this stuff and so I remember sorry guys I got the hiccups and I'm trying really hard to like power through right now but I feel like there's this pressure especially with social media now to be to have your life together before you're 25 and have all these things done before you're 21 and you need this degree and you need to do this so that you make this amount of money and like blah 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 like shut the fuck up like actually shut the fuck up do not put a timeline on anybody else's life do not put a timeline on your life the biggest thing that I've learned and I'll get deeper into this in a little bit is that like I have my whole life to figure this out that's what our lives are for right like we have all this time to figure out what it is that we want and what we want to do and who we want to be and what we want to become and it's okay to change your mind your family might not like it and your friends might not like it and your girlfriend or your wife or your husband or your boyfriend your partner whatever like people may not like it but they're not living in your body you're living in your body right and so this is up to you to make those decisions and I think once that started to settle with me especially um it kind of started to hit me in January that like this is my life I can make these decisions as I want to I can decide what I want like 25 is still so young I'm almost 26 um birthday is May 1st my birthday is on May 1st okay nobody none of you forget that but I'm only 20 like I'm, I'm 25 like I still have all this time ahead of me to figure out like do you know how many women thrive in their 30s and 40s let me like okay let's look at Liz for an example like Liz has literally built 
her own life for herself and she's 40 years old like she like look at all of this that she's built like she has this career and this business and like all of these things it's taken her the last I'm gonna go she'll be able to say it better next week but like let's say 10 years to do so so let's say that she started this at 30 I'm only 26 like that's okay and so it pisses me off when people are like they you know they feel like they have to go to college right out of high school or they feel like they have to do this or they feel like they have to do that or like people pressure them like you need to be in college you need to be getting a degree you need to be doing this you need to be doing that you need to do shit you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do now I'm not saying that's an excuse to be a slob and lay on the couch and mooch off of other people but it's your life. Like you get to make it whatever you want. I never thought in a million years that I would be working and I love every, I love every second of it. I constantly learn new things. Okay. That's a good point. I had to look at my notes. See, look at me. I'm standing on track. There's a long pause there and you won't know that there was a long pause there because I edited it. it, 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 it. I can't ever say that right. I cut it out. Um, so I got, when this all started, it was probably like November, right? I just started to feel like sad. It was getting cold. Days were shorter. Um, I'm a very earthy person and like my favorite thing to do in the summer is like walk outside and like put my toes, my like toesies in the grass. Like I love that feeling and just like earthing myself and like feeling the wind on my skin and the sun and like my dad has a pontoon boat and we are out on the lake and I love water is so healing for me. And so when those things are like taken, it's really hard for me to find myself like on track and I start to lose myself a little bit and I could feel it happening. And I like, I knew I was like, damn, here we go again. And it sucks when you have that moment of realization that like you're going to hit another loop, that you're going to fall into this phase. And as December came, like, I just remember feeling it was like the same cycle over and over and over again. And this has been my whole life just over and over again. And I'm sad and I don't know why I'm sad. I can't put my finger on why I'm sad. But the thing with depression is that you don't have to necessarily have a reason. Like depression is a chemical imbalance in your brain. Okay, like you may not have a reason for being sad, but you're sad and you're unmotivated and you don't feel like doing anything and it happens. And so I felt like I was in this loop and then I would have a good day and I'd be like, oh, okay, this is going to get better. Like maybe it isn't going to be as bad as last time, but then the next day would come or maybe the next couple days and then I would fall back down and then I would feel guilty. Like it started to get to the point where like end of December, beginning of January, like I felt guilty for having a good day. I went on a social media hiatus for like two weeks. Like I was there, but not like I did not post a single thing. And I remember like I would have a good day and I'd feel okay. And I'd start to feel like myself again. And then I would feel guilty for feeling okay. And if you are out there and you are going through the same thing, or you have gone through the same thing, let me tell you what my therapist told me, which is do not feel guilty for your good days feel your good days, embrace your good days, know that like it's okay to feel good for yourself, whatever it is, maybe it's going to the gym, maybe it's going to get your nails done, that's my like treat to myself, maybe it's going on a walk outside, maybe it's just getting extra steps in, whatever it may be, know that like it's okay to embrace those things and to feel good and to have good days, like don't feel guilty um, you're going to feel good and your, your balance is going to try to come back in your brain. And so you're going to have good days. And just because they go away, like that doesn't mean that you're not getting better. Progress isn't linear, right? Like my gym rats, how many times do we preach that at people that progress is not linear? The other thing, um, so I was feeling guilty for having good days and I would overeat. 
we all know I have not had a good relationship with food my entire life. And so I would like, it was bad. I was binging like all the time, not purging, just binging, but I'd binge eat constantly and I gained a ton of weight. And on top of it, like I was flared up. I was swollen all the time. I was achy. Um, there were nights that I literally couldn't sleep because I compare it to restless leg syndrome. Um, it would be so bad that like I could not get comfortable. I couldn't sleep. And so my comfort has been, always will be, my toxic ex is food. And that's where I was going. All the comfort foods, especially sweets. And it made everything harder, including wanting to be in the gym. Let me tell you right now that if it were not for Maddie, I would have not lifted in that time. Like, especially after Kansas City. I was, here's the thing, is like I was in Kansas City and everything was great for those like that weekend. And I remember being so sad on the way home that it was over. Like, I had been on such a, like, high from being around all my friends and, like, lifting and doing the things that I love and then coming back. Like, I was so depressed because that high was gone. And it's, like, it's weird because you think about, like, highs as, like, something that you get from, like, drugs or whatever. But this was a high from being around my friends and the people that you know, like, get me because we all love to lift and, you know, it's my girls. Like, it's my girls out there. Like... And I, I was I was sad on the way home. Like I didn't want that weekend to end. And again, just hitting the food hard. Fast food, greasy, nasty, gross, sugar, sweets, all of that shit. And I lost my love for lifting after Kansas. I came home and the thing about like prepping is that like on a like when you're prepping for a meet, you have something that you're constantly working towards. I didn't have another meat picked out. I didn't know what I was working towards. I didn't have like a big goal at the end. And so I like, I I truthfully did not want to lift anymore, but I kept pushing myself to go because of Maddie. Like I want her to get in her own routine and find herself and find, you know, the like love that I have for lifting. Like she's getting it and I want her to keep that and, you know, all of the sweet little mushy gushy sister things. And so I kept going for her, but on nights that she didn't go, like she got COVID at one point and I did not go to the gym for like a week truthfully did not touch the gym for a week which is not like me at all I love the gym like I have a day off today I'll probably spend four or five not four or five but I'll spend a lot of time there like probably three hours stretching and like you know I'm I've started cardio again because it makes me feel good I'm finding things that make me feel good again and embracing those as they come and so I I'm slowly finding that love again for the gym and for lifting and for the iron and that sounds really tacky and cheesy but like I, the gym is what's gotten me through so much before. And so now here I am again. And I'm like, okay, I remember why I do this. I love to look strong and I love to keep myself healthy. And, you know, with the gym, it's actually one of those things that like, it keeps my joints moving, which is really important for someone who has RA. Like it keeps my joints and my ligaments and all that moving so that I don't get stiff. And so that I don't basically like turn into a piece of concrete And so lifting is really important in that sense for my life. Like even if I choose to not power lift someday, like I'll always be in the gym because that's what keeps me going. So I, we were, I was there, was it last Thursday? I think it was last Thursday. Maybe it was Saturday. I don't remember, but I was there and a couple of my friends were there and I just remember like we were goofing around and like having a good time and like laughing and lifting all at the same time. And there was this like spark that went off in my brain and I was like this this is why I do this. Like these feel good feelings that I have here with these people. Like we all like to be strong. Like that's okay. Like I can do this. Like I can pull myself out of this. And I have been slowly pulling myself out of it even before that. 
Um, so getting better, what that's looked like for me. Okay, so I said that and then my timer went off and I had to eat because I'm on a timed eating schedule kind of because of medication. But anyways, okay, so what getting better looked like and is looking like because I wouldn't say that I'm like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden like miraculously healed. I think the words that I used exactly in a conversation yesterday were I'm coming out of it. And so what that has looked like for me is a embracing my good days like if i'm feeling good and i'm having a good day i'm embracing that i'm doing the things that make like today like i woke up okay here's the thing when my alarm goes off at 6 a.m to go to work i hit snooze like 700 times and then it'll be 6 45 and i'll be like fuck and it's not that I, I love my job i do not like but i just can't get out of bed typical Taurus of me right I love my bed and it's comfy and it's warm and it's so cold outside but like I woke up this morning my alarm went off at six and I was like fuck yeah I'm in a good mood I'm gonna go record I'm gonna eat some breakfast I'm gonna drink some apple juice I'm gonna get my nails done I'm gonna go squat it's gonna be a good ass fucking day and those days are happening more now also hey y'all daylight saving time is on Sunday it's about to stay a lot lighter out for a lot longer we are gonna fucking get out of this because I know I'm not the only one that's gone through this lately we're getting out of this okay we are um it like the time like it's almost it's almost spring and then comes summer I think I probably just ruined that that I was on because I heard a car but you know car girl problems anyways we're getting there right we are getting better we're getting closer to doing the things that we love to do summer is a peak for those of us with depression and not that people don't get depressed in the summer listen I do too I'm not saying that at all but times are looking up because the sun is going to be out we can root ourselves back with nature if that's not something that you do I encourage you to try it like if you're having a bad day go walk out in the sunshine and if you have a grassy area, go walk barefoot. And I know that sounds terrifying, but listen, it is one of the most healing things that I've ever done is to just walk barefoot and like feel the earth and you just kind of look around and like you start to realize like how big this world is and like all like it's just this beautiful thing. And I really encourage you to try to do it because I don't know how to put it really into words. But so you embrace the ups, right? And you feel the ups, but also feel the downs. So let's get into this for just a second because my problem is that I don't want to feel the lows, right? So I do a bunch of shit so that I don't have to feel it. Um, my biggest thing this year was like I was, I, I was burying myself in social media. Like I would scroll for hours. My screen time was ridiculous because if I was watching all these other people, I didn't have to deal with the shit that was going on in my own life. I... I would encourage you to try to push yourself to get out of the house. That helped on the nights that I did that. I can't claim that I did that every time. Sorry to some of my friends. There were nights that I used bullshit excuses because I didn't want to leave my house. Like I was just that in that big of a low. I had texted Liz multiple times and I was just like, I don't think it can get any darker. Like I don't, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think it's going to get any darker than this. Like I truthfully feel like this is the worst that it's ever been. And like I said, there are so many factors that go into that this year but I and, and it's like one of those things is like your friends can only do so much for you right like you can reach out and you can ask for help but they can only do so much for you like some of that has to come from you like you have to pull yourself up and out and I'm speaking from someone who's like had to do this like I'm not ridiculing you I'm not you know like I'm not saying that to be mean to you I'm saying that like from my heart like I my friends could only do so much for me I had to get up and, and do some of it myself. I I did not want to feel the sad or the angry or the upset or 
I didn't want to feel it. I pushed it away with whatever else. Um, I would go out with my friends and I would put this mask on of I'm totally fine. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm not suffering every single day. I am 100% fine. The world is well. Everything is great. Look how happy I am. On my social media, it was just like this, like, I'm so happy. Look at, look at how, like, look at me lift. Look at me. And I, there was no, there was no sign that I was depressed. And I did that for a while. Like, I would literally cry my eyes out, like, straight up, y'all. Like, this is, like, this is so intimate right now. I would cry my eyes out and then go wash my face and go out and see my friends. Or, like, I would ball hysterically in the shower and then I would get out and I would get dressed and I would go to the gym. And then I would, like, half-ass it at the gym, which is not me at all. Like, normally I'm pushing 100 to nothing. Like, I'm... I go so hard, especially on, and I know I said I hate leg days, I really do, but I push those even harder because I'm trying to fall in love with, like, that aspect. Upper body days, my lats, I got huge lats, and I, I love to work upper body and back and, like, make my back look good, right, and, like, flex my bat wings, as I call it. I, I love, I love that, and so I would, I would cry my eyes out in the shower, and then I would go and I would do the bare minimum that was on my program, and then I would text Liz and I'd be like, you know what? I had another bad week. Like I just, I can't get myself out of this. Like I don't know. And my, I think one of my most toxic things when I get like that is I want a reason for it. Like, why am I this sad? Listen to me. Okay. Whatever you're doing right now, stop and take a second to listen to me for literally 10 seconds. There does not have to be a reason. And I'm preaching that of myself again because I constantly found myself digging for this reason. And people in my life would ask me like, well, why? Why are you sad? I don't fucking know. I don't have an answer for you. And then I would get frustrated because people were trying to find this answer for me. There isn't one. When you truthfully have depression, like, and that's not always the case. Some people do have depression based on circumstances in their life. And if you if you find those reasons, right, and maybe it's because you lost somebody, um, there was a death you know to somebody close to you you've been through some really traumatic things and listen girl me too I don't care if you're a guy listening to this I call everybody girl um like me too okay like me too sis I've had really traumatic things happen to me too but when I would boil down and try to look for the root of it it was never those things because like those things that happened to me at those points in my life I look at, like, I've overcome those and I'm growing and I, those are parts of my past. And I'm sure, granted, I I know it has to do, like, somewhat with what I've been going through. But, like, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or, like, those are a lot easier for me to talk about now than they even were six months ago. So, yes, a lot, there are people out there that, like, have reasons for their depression. And my encouragement to you is to, to anybody, period, depression, period, feel whatever it is you're feeling. If you are sad and you need to cry, cry it out. You want someone to cry with? I got you. I don't ever know what to say in those situations, but I will cry with you. I'm such an empathetic crier. Somebody else, like someone's crying, I got tears in my eyes. But I would look, my biggest thing was I would look and the people in my life would want a reason. I, I didn't have one for them. I was just, I was just sad and I couldn't figure out why and that dug me even deeper it got even darker in those moments because I felt like something was wrong with me like because I didn't have a reason exactly for being sad there was something wrong with me and there's not there is not anything wrong with you and I've said all this I'm looking back at my notes now feel the ups embrace them but you also have to feel your downs do not go numb 
Some people use drugs, some people use alcohol, some people use social events, some people use social media, some people use shopping, some people, you know, there's there's a thing for everybody that they use to numb whatever it is that they're feeling. Don't go numb. Find, give yourself, I always like, I call this shower, <laughs> um, which like makes sense as to why water is so healing for me, but like I let it all out in the shower. And that was always like the time that I would just sit and like cry the most and like feel things the most. And then this is going to sound really cheesy to some of you. I would just like, I would cry and I'd let it all out. And then I would envision that the water that was like coming down off my body into the drain was like, it was cleansing me. Like the sadness was going away. It was going down the drain, like whatever. Listen, I've been doing this since November and it is March. Okay. It doesn't just like one of these little like meditations or whatever. doesn't just fucking make it all go away, but it gets better. That, that, that helps. And even if it helps for a couple of hours, like I think that was the other thing too that I found was like stuff would help for a couple of hours and then I would be pissed and I would be mad because I'd start to get sad again. Like just whatever it is, like, if you're feeling good in a moment, like, just feel good about it. Like, do not, do not guilt yourself or feel, like, be mad at yourself for even having a good couple of hours. Like, embrace those good couple of hours, and then when you start to feel, like, those emotions coming back, like, sit with yourself. And if you, I, my routine, right, my routine was, like, I would sit with myself and I'd try to put a name on it to what I was feeling and why I was feeling it, and if I couldn't, then I would just feel it. If it was intense sadness, I would just feel it. If it was intense anger, I would just drive around and I would feel it. Like, that was it. I can't tell you how many times, like, me and my sister would go on drives and we would just drive in the same circle, and I I, I would drive, like, the same circle just so I could, like, be sitting there and be present with the anger that was going through my body and she never asked a single question she'd like scroll through her phone she'd put on music and we would just drive and we'd drive in a circle until the intenseness of it came down enough that I could go on with the rest of my day now some people are like well then that's not practical some of us work blah 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 okay so then push it to the shower when you get off work push it to the gym when you before you go to work or you know like I I tried to take because like it would happen at work right like I would start to feel super super sad and I'd be like you know what I can put my face on, you know, for a couple more hours and then I'm going to let this out when I get home in the shower. And that alone would help bring me so much. Um, So like overall, like just feel whatever it is you're feeling. Don't push them out. Don't cover them up. Don't numb them. Whatever feelings you have, feel them. And I think that that is the biggest thing that's helped me in the last, I would say 30 days probably, is that like I was just feeling everything. Anger, sadness, whatever, like... I just sat and I felt everything on a very intense level. And let me tell you, that's not comfortable. That's not fun to do. Sometimes it would make me shake. But like, I'm healing because of it, right? Like I'm coming out of this vicious cycle. And I know I've had multiple people tell me that they've been going through the same thing. And so let me remind all every single one of you listening to this, like you are not alone in this. Like literally... People that like live in the same area that I do, like have told me that they've been going through the same thing. I've been watching their social media and knowing that they're going through the same thing. Like you are not all alone. They're, you're not the only one that does this. You're not the only one that goes through this. You're not the only one who feels these things or thinks these things. Like I, there literally there were days I just like, I didn't want to be here. And that is really terrifying to say for thousands of people to hear, But there were, there were those days where I was just like, what the fuck am I even doing? And it's okay. Like it happens. Like it happens to like it, like you're not, you're not alone. And I, I can't stress that 
enough because I know how alone it feels sometimes when you're in those moments or those days or those phases. And, and it does get better because here we are March and I've honestly had a good week. Like it's Thursday and I, I, before I recorded this, I started thinking about like, okay, what were, so I always try to like think of like things that I'm grateful for in the morning. And I know that sounds cheesy and tacky. Fucking do it. Shut up. Don't laugh at it. Just do it. And so I was thinking about this week and I was like, honestly, I've had a really good week outside of like my sleep schedule is kind of wonky, but I mean, I'm eating better. I'm taking better care of myself. I'm doing cardio again, like just for fun, like just for fun. My coach did not program it. She might kill me when she hears this. Sorry, Liz. Um, but it like it, it I kind of get that like high that I did something new and I I did it the way that I was supposed to. And so like I started doing cardio again. Like there's all these things, right? And I started doing them. And I thought about this week and I was like, I've actually had a really good week. Like I don't I it's getting better. And the thing is that it does get better. If you hold on long enough and you keep fighting long enough and you keep pushing long enough and you keep doing all these things, like it does eventually get better. There is a light at that tunnel. And listen, I know what you're like. Some of you are like, Quinlan, no, you're lying. No, I'm not. Listen, my, I can show you the text on my phone where I told my coach, my cup is empty and it has holes in it. Like I can't even fill it back up. There is no more light. Like I have never, it's not been this dark. I shouldn't say ever because it has been this dark before, but it's been a really, really, really long time. I'm talking like 2015, 2016 was the last time I had this bad of an episode like this. And I call them episodes because like they last two or three months, usually in the winter, not always, but then they get better. Um, There were a lot of things I cut out. There were a lot of people I cut out for a while because I didn't have the mental capacity to handle them. Okay, let's talk about that. Hang on, I'm going on another fucking rant. I told myself I was going to stick to my notes. Okay, time out. You can have people in your life that you love dearly, but you can't necessarily always handle them, okay? There are people who suck the life, and it does not mean that they're a bad person, but they're too much for you at in, in this episode or this phase of your life, right? And I felt really bad, but there were a lot of people I couldn't hang out with for a while because I, I needed... I couldn't even talk to them because it was like talking to them. It was like, I, I can't deal with all this right now. Like I need, I need this space for me. You making space for yourself and you drawing boundaries for yourself and you respecting yourself does not make you a bad person despite what anybody's going to try to pin on you or say to you or make you feel or think, okay? If you need space from a certain person in your life, I don't care how long you've been friends or if you're relatives or whatever, if you need space from a person for a while in order to heal, it does not mean that you don't love them any less. Now, you can also come to the end of that healing time and realize that they're actually kind of a problem and you need to keep them at a distance. And that's okay too. Like you, you are your own person and I'm my own person and everybody's going to have different boundaries and different lines and you have to respect those for yourself. You have to take care of yourself. It's not being selfish. Taking care of yourself so you can be a better employee and a better, better significant other and a better whatever, a better mom, a better dad, a better, you know, family member, whatever it is so that you can be a better person. Setting boundaries for yourself so that you can be better in all the other aspects of your life does not make you a bad person. And if someone can't respect those boundaries for you, they don't need to be in your life anyways. It's okay to set them. And it's okay, like, because the thing is, like, I learned that I hurt some feelings. Like, hey, I don't, I don't have a space in my life to do or deal with this right now. I've got too much else going on. I can't. Like, I, I'm drawing these space lines for myself and I, I have to respect them or I'm not going to get better. It pissed some people off. They didn't get it. 
they were thinking of themselves and not of, hey, like, maybe this person's actually going through something. And it's okay. Some of those people still don't talk to me. Completely fine with it. They may listen to this podcast and be like, that bitch, I'm totally fine with it because it's not me being a bitch. I'm not me being a bitch because I'm setting boundaries for myself and protecting myself. Like, you, it doesn't make you a bad person. You don't have to, but let me also say, you don't have to be mean to somebody in order to set those boundaries. Make it clear what your boundary is and set it and stick to it because if you don't stick to it, then you're disrespecting you and the other person. And I had to do this with friends and let me tell you, it was fucking hard, but I did it. And like, now I have better relationships with a lot of other people because I was able to set those boundaries and because I'm able to come and heal and like get better and I'm starting to come out of this and what do you fucking know there is a light at the end of the tunnel like I'm getting better because I did all of these things and it was chaotic and messy and ADHD it once again got the better of me but that's why you guys listen and that's why you call me the toxic ex that you can't get rid of because I, you just keep coming back for more and on that note I think I'm going to wrap this one up because I am already going to have a shit ton of editing to do and I really don't know what else to talk about. So thank you for listening. Um, I'm terrified to post this episode and just know that when you listen to this on Monday, I will be shitting myself the entire time because getting vulnerable, here's the thing, is like getting vulnerable with people that you know, that's scary. But getting on a microphone and recording something and getting vulnerable with people that you don't know, that know absolutely nothing about you, but listen to you all the time, that, that is the scariest thing I've ever done. And so the second that this airs, it will air um, at 12 a.m. Monday morning and I will, I will be filled with anxiety. I'm already worried about it. Not worried. It's just, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. But my goal with this is that if one person if it, if it helps one person in the most minuscule way, then I've, then I've done it. I have, I, I've done it. I am putting myself out there by talking about this shit and like, here it is. It's out. Okay. So anyways, next week is me and Liz. It's going to be chaotic and fun and messy. What is she? Hang on. It's going to be vicious and tenacious and unapologetic and beautiful. Okay. That's what it's going to be. Those are Liz's words, not mine. But it's going to be everything that me and Liz always are, and I cannot wait. Um, And then the week after that, who fucking knows? If you have ideas, DM me. I'd be happy to talk to you and talk about them on the podcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you know where to find me. That's the gram. We can talk about it, Um, unless I'm tired and then I won't respond. Boundaries, you know? We just talked about that. You remember that? Yeah, remember that. Okay, guys, I love you. Thank you for listening to me um, on here. I don't know what else to say about this episode. I love you. I truthfully, truthfully do. Every single one of you. I love you. What do we say here in Deadlifts the Daddy Issues? It is main character energy only. Your life is your book and it's up to you to write it. So be the main character. Take control. Do everything that you want to do and fuck the timelines of society. I can't wait to be back on here next week with you. My kings, my queens, my everything in betweens. I love you more than you'll ever know. And I will see you, hear you, be with you, whatever the fuck you're supposed to say at the end of one of these things next week. Goodbye.